Welcome to a special bonus episode of Grey Malkin Lane, which we are calling All New X-Men. I'm your host, Chad Anderson, and I'm usually joined by three of my friends to discuss old comics and review, but today it will just be me, and I'm about to share a whole ton of information with you all at once. So strap in and get ready. We're about to nerd out like never before. In our last episode, we covered X-Men number 8 from 1964 called The Uncanny Threat of Eunice the Untouchable. At the time, Professor X had left the original team in order to hunt down his old foe, Lucifer. The X-Men had graduated from Professor X's school, and Cyclops had been left in charge of the team. As their leader, Cyclops intensified the X-Men's training, and the students were frustrated. Cyclops and Marvel Girl had feelings for each other, but they were too scared to say anything. Iceman had just learned to make himself into an ice man form instead of a lumpy snowman, and Angel was still strapping down his wings so he could appear in public. After rescuing a small boy named Tommy, Beast was attacked by a group of scared humans. Frustrated, he chose to quit the team, and then at that exact moment, the X-Men were pulled into the far future. In 2012, Brian Michael Bendis launched a series called All New X-Men, and he told some unthinkable stories, pushing the mutants into brand new directions, and these stories were picked up by many other writers and creators and lasted for years. At this time, the X-Men were divided down the middle, and they'd been through a tremendous amount of trauma. Now, there is decades worth of history to cover, but I'll keep this part brief just to center into what was happening at that time. You also have to remember, Marvel has a sliding time scale, so even though decades have passed for the readers, maybe only one decade has passed in the lives of the characters, and boy oh boy have they been through a lot. A few key details about the state of mutants in the comics in 2012. For a time, Magneto was the president of his own country of mutants called Genosha, and millions of mutants called it home, but 16 million of them were wiped out in the world's worst act of genocide in this fictional universe ever recorded, killed by the dangerous mutant-hunting Sentinels, who in turn were controlled by Cassandra Nova, the evil twin of Charles Xavier. The X-Men and their school had gone public, training many new classes of upcoming mutants, from the New Mutants to Generation X to Academy X. But then the Scarlet Witch went mad and cast a massive reality rewriting spell which erased the powers of most of the world's remaining mutants, leaving only a few hundred behind, and mutants had become an endangered species. We would later learn that Doctor Doom was manipulating the Scarlet Witch. Cyclops created a new island nation for mutants, called Utopia, and then a bunch of crazy time-traveling adventures happened, and in the end, new mutant babies were being born again, and all of the mutants who had lost their powers stayed that way. The Phoenix Force, the same one that had corrupted Jean Grey years before, had returned to Earth and possessed Cyclops, who had then killed Professor X while under its influence. At this point, there was a huge rift among the X-Men themselves, and they had split right down the middle. The original five X-Men had gone through a lot at this point. I can't go through the entire publishing history, but to just focus on where they were in this time period as their adult selves. Cyclops had allied himself with Magneto, Magic, and Emma Frost, and he was recruiting new mutants to join in his own kind of military training program with their base in the old Weapon X facility. 
the one that had created Wolverine, and he called it the New Xavier School. Iceman had joined together with Kitty Pride, who he was actively dating, another in a series of girlfriends. Angel had recently had his mind erased by Psylocke after he'd become a crazy, murdering psychopath, and Beast had become a blue-furred, mad scientist of sorts with a complicated moral code and a penchant for putting his own goals above those of others. In all-new X-Men number one, the present-day Beast gets the idea to bring the original X-Men forward to the present, and he hopes that maybe seeing the original mutants will wake up Cyclops and get him to change his ways. After the death of Professor X, Beast somehow believed that Cyclops is going to cause a mutant genocide of some kind. In his mind, Beast may have had good intentions, but his actions also had the potential of, you know, breaking the entire space-time continuum and destroying all of reality, because the original X-Men would see the future, and that would irrevocably change the way they lived in their pasts, if and when they returned to the past, creating an irreparable paradox. But you have to admit, the storytelling potential is just delicious. And so, moments after Beast quits the team in X-Men number 8, and before he launches his wrestling career and fights Eunice the Untouchable, the original five X-Men are pulled forward in time, thinking they are there to avert a genocide. And they have a long series of insane adventures before their minds are wiped and they are sent back to the past to reset the timeline. Here's where we will talk about what they went through. And fair warning, it's long and it's crazy. In this episode, I'll be covering their adventures here so that we can understand the massive changes that happened with these characters. But then in our next episode of Grey Malkin Lane, we'll go back to just discussing X-Men number 9. In order to convince the team to come to the future, Beast taught the teen Jean Grey that she is a telepath, a power that Professor X had been suppressing in Jean back then. And Beast allows her to read his mind, allowing her to verify that he's the real deal. So when the original X-Men arrive at the Jean Grey school in the present, chaos ensues as they see their futuristic technology, Wolverine attacks them, Iceman meets his older self. In time, they would learn that the school's front lawn is alive in the form of Krakoa, an island the future mutants would later live on. They soon learn that the older beast believes he is dying, a result of experiments he's performed on himself. The original five X-Men make the choice to stay in the present and go after the adult Cyclops. Hearing about a new mutant's powers manifesting, the team stole a blackbird and went off on their own to find the mutant shapeshifter Benjamin Deeds, who would later be known as Morph. The adult Cyclops shows up on his team, which includes Magneto, and Jean was overwhelmed as she scans their minds and realized this is the Cyclops had actually killed Professor X. A massive fight broke out until magic teleported the adults away, and the teenagers returned to the Jean Grey school, where Teenage Beast saw his adult self go into cardiac arrest, and he had to save his life. Things are insane and traumatic already, and we've only just started. Jean telepathically interfaced with the adult Beast, and he gave her a telepathic view of everything that had happened in the adult Jean Grey's life, including becoming the Phoenix Force destroying a planet, dying, being cloned into Madeline Pryor, having Cyclops marry Madeline Pryor, and then have a child, Nathan Summers, who would go on to become Cable, later marrying Cyclops after coming back to life, 
and then meeting their daughter, Rachel Gray, from an alternate future. She also saw a future where her parents and entire family had been murdered, slaughtered by the alien Shi'ar. Teen Beast soon stabilized Adult Beast, who was then ready to send the original X-Men home, but Jean, overwhelmed by all she'd learned, suggested that instead they stay in the present until they could set things right. The original X-Men took a vote, and all but Angel voted to stay in the present. Feeling she had no choice, Kitty Pride agreed to take responsibility for the original team, and for a time they called her Professor K. Teen Angel soon met the adult version of himself, and he was astounded by Angel's metal wings and his happy-go-lucky messiah complex. He realized that the adult Angel had lost his entire identity. After Angel fought Hydra alongside the Avengers, he tried breaking into the Beast's lab so that he could use the time machine to go back in the past on his own. But Jean unethically used her telepathy to stop him and make him compliant, forcing him to agree to stay in the present. Kitty focused on training the original team for a time, but when adult Cyclops approached and made an offer to let any of Kitty's students join his team at the new Xavier school instead, Teen Angel jumped at the opportunity. Jean tried to mentally force him to stop, but they ultimately let him go, only beginning to realize how dangerous it was for them to remain in the present. Cyclops' brother Alex, or Havoc, soon attacked the team with his own team, the Avengers Unity Squad, which included Thor, Rogue, Scarlet Witch, and Captain America on the team. Teen Cyclops hadn't seen his brother in years. In their youth, they'd been in an orphanage, and Alex had been adopted while Scott had remained, remained behind. When Jean read Wanda's mind and saw how she had decimated the mutant population, she was horrified. The team learned from Captain America how Mystique and her Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, a new team consisting of Sabretooth and Lady Mastermind, the daughter of the original Mastermind, were using images of the original X-Men as they committed robberies, thus confusing the public into thinking the original X-Men were foes. Kitty and Wolverine led the team to fight the Brotherhood, Silver Samurai, and Hydra, and during the fight, Lady Mastermind taunted Jean Grey with images of Mastermind corrupting her adult self into the Dark Phoenix. Back at the mansion, Iceman was distressed after seeing Kitty make out with his adult self, though he was pleased that he was capable of making out with a girl, at least. Jean was overwhelmed when she met Rachel, her seeming daughter from another timeline. An adult beast trained Jean, who grew more proficient than ever with her telekinesis, but she also overheard his thoughts that he'd been in love with her as a teenager. Jean approached Teenage Beast and confronted him about his feelings, and he immediately kissed her. At the new Xavier school, Teen Angel became acquainted with his new teammates, including Tempest, Triage, Benjamin Deeds, Fabio Medina, who'd later be called Gold Balls, and the Stepford Cuckoos. In their first mission, they faced the insanely powerful Dormammu in the demonic dimension of Limbo, and then they recruited the new mutant Hijack to join their team, before fighting a biohack sentinel that was sent to destroy them by the Dark Beast, an evil version of Beast from another reality. Kitty Pride led her team to face the threat of Animax, but they were nearly killed when a group of giant sentinels attacked them. The new Xavier school arrived to help them just as a sentinel killed Teenage Cyclops. He was dead. 
the adult Cyclops briefly disappeared from existence as his younger self no longer existed. But Triage, a mutant healer, managed to heal Teen Cyclops, restoring him to life, and so the adult Cyclops returned, saving reality. The original X-Men begin to realize how fragile the time-space continuum was and how dangerous it was for them to be present in this time at all. The X-Men were considering forcing the original X-Men to return to their own time, just as a group of mutants from the far future arrived to warn the team that the original X-Men being there was going to be a disaster to the stability of all future timelines. Now here's where things start to get crazy if they weren't crazy already. This future group, which originally called itself the X-Men, consisted of a future son of Professor X and Mystique, a future version of Jean Grey in the guise of Zorn, another future version of Beast who was horned and demonic, an Icy Hulk version of Iceman that called itself Ice Thing, and another son of Mystique, as well as others, and this group was soon revealed instead to be a future version of the evil Brotherhood of Evil Mutants who were posing as the future X-Men. An intense and complicated conflict followed that included a different far-future group of X-Men coming back in time, which included a far-future version of Iceman, who looked like a bearded ice wizard, and many others. In the chaos that followed, the future X-Men tried forcing the original team back to their original time stream, but they discovered that the time stream would not let them return. And the X-Men theorized that this mucking about with the time stream had somehow created an anomaly effect, or a parallel timeline even, around the original five which would keep them trapped in the present. In the end, the future X-Men went home, though some stayed here in the present, and the future Brotherhood of Evil Mutants remained in the present. During this conflict, the X-Men were also attacked by S.H.I.E.L.D.-sanctioned Sentinels and Teen Beast and Teen Iceman also briefly traveled to a different potential far future where those future X-Men hailed from. The X-Men vowed to find a way to get the original team home back in time safely. Feeling betrayed by her allies at the Jean Grey school, Kitty led the other four original X-Men to join the new Xavier school, so the original five were reunited under the leadership of the adult Cyclops. Kitty got them all new costumes, and vowed to train them even harder. On their next mission, they battled the Purifiers, a group of humans who killed mutants in the name of religion, and they saved X-23, Laura Kinney, the female clone of Wolverine. After the team was later captured by the Purifiers, evil scientists in AIM, a group of evil scientists, took genetic samples from some of the original X-Men before they escaped and defeated the villains, although this was never really followed up on in the comics. The team crossed paths with AIM again when Jean Grey went shopping with her female teammates, and they briefly met the new Inhuman, Geldof. The Inhumans will be back shortly. The alien Shi'ar, the same alien race that had killed Jean Grey's entire family, attacked in an attempt to kill Jean so that the Phoenix couldn't connect with her again, and they kidnapped Jean into space. The Guardians of the Galaxy, which included Flash Thompson as Venom, teamed up with the X-Men, and they followed Jean into space, where they met the Starjammers, the leader of whom is Corsair, or Christopher Summers, the father that Cyclops, as a teenager, had long thought was dead. Jean was put on trial and nearly sentenced to execution by the Shi'ar, 
but she managed to break free, and then Jean found a way to draw psychic strength from others around her and channel it back into her as telekinetic blasts, using her powers in a way that the adult Jean had never discovered. This Jean, surrounded by pink psychic energy, hit the Shi'ar and their Imperial Guard with her massive new power set, driving them back. Pressured by some of their rival forces and overwhelmed by the power of the combined X-Men, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the Starjammers, the Shi'ar chose to let Jean go. And then, back on Earth, Cyclops shocked his teammates by telling them he was going off into space to be with his father for a time. The future Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the ones who'd been stranded in the present, attacked the Weapon X facility, and after a complicated battle, it was revealed that the future son of Charles Xavier had been mind-controlling most of the Brotherhood, forcing them to follow his orders. Xavier and the mutant Rays were imprisoned by S.H.I.E.L.D., while the other members of the Brotherhood returned to the future, but were still not done with them. Remember them for a few minutes from now. After that, Angel and X-23 found themselves with a deep connection and became romantically involved. The original X-Men and X-23 investigated a new mutant named Carmen Cruz, whose powers of teleportation activated, and she spread the team around the globe in an alternate reality called Earth-1610, or the Ultimate Universe. They went on a series of adventures where they met that version's or that world's version of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, who would later come back to this Earth, and Jimmy Hudson, the son of that world's Wolverine, who'd be a future teammate of theirs. Iceman, having witnessed his older self do the same, learned how to design ice golems in order to fight the Mole Man's forces, using his powers in new ways. They then teamed up with the Ultimate X-Men team, and they met versions of Iceman and Jean Grey from that reality before finding that version of Carmen Cruz and getting sent back to the regular Earth. Emma Frost took Jean Grey to Madripoor, where she could practice using her powers, and Jean faced off against a drug-addicted blob on her own. Meanwhile, in space with the Starjammers, Cyclops learned all about his father's life, including how his father had not been killed when he was a child, but instead that he'd been kidnapped. Scott learned that his mother had been murdered, and that he had another brother named Vulcan, or Gabriel Summers, who was a supervillain. He also learned that Corsair had nearly been killed by Vulcan, and that he now had to take pills in order to stay alive. Cyclops learned how to sword fight as he went on adventures on alien planets and battled space pirates alongside his long-lost father. An ancient, powerful entity called the Black Vortex was found in space, a large mirror that would grant godlike power to anyone who passed through it, though it ran the risk of corrupting them. A massive conflict erupted in space, with multiple teams going after the Black Vortex, including Kitty Pride's team of original X-Men, the Starjammers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the villainous Slaughter Lords, as well as Nova, Ronan the Accuser, and Thane, the son of Thanos. Several heroes and villains passed through the Black Vortex during the course of the battle, taking on godlike upgrades to their powers. Angel turned into a godlike being with flaming wings. Cyclops changed to an adult man in a yellow body armor that fired focused lasers. And Iceman appeared as an elf-like trickster with greater control over ice generation, though Jean and Beast never passed through the Black Vortex. During this massive conflict, 
they saw the Cree homeworld of Hala destroyed. And in the end, Gara, an ancient alien, taught the others how to reject the Black Vortex's gift. But she warned that some changes might be permanent, and that the Celestial who powered the Vortex may someday come after them in revenge, another storyline that was never quite followed up on. Cyclops and Iceman seem to change back to their original selves, seemingly unaltered, though Iceman did appear more icy afterward. But when Angel rejected the Black Vortex's gift, he maintained his fiery wings, which had completely replaced his feathered wings. Kitty chose to stay in space with her new fiancé, Star-Lord, and the X-Men returned to Earth. Back on Earth, Jean pulled Bobby aside and wondered why he kept making a point to call girls hot when she knew by reading his thoughts that he was gay. Bobby was initially furious with her, sharing his fears that he was living in a world that hated mutants and gay people, and he didn't want to be hated for being both. And he also wondered how his adult self all those years later could still appear to be straight and date women. Bobby hugged Jean, who promised to let him come out to the others in his own time. Angel, meanwhile, opened up to X-23 about why he had allowed himself to be cosmically transformed by the Black Vortex, because he was desperately seeking to rewrite his story and not end up as his adult self. He then told X-23 that he loved her. S.H.I.E.L.D. asked the team, now under the leadership of Magic, to investigate a mutant problem on Mutopia, the former island paradise of the X-Men, and they found mutants there in need of a home and brought them back to the new Xavier school to live, although the school soon shut down. The variable teams of X-Men gathered together to have an intervention with the adult beast, confronting him about his mucking about with science and the time stream, but the older beast stormed away, refusing to listen to reason. Jean and Bobby then confronted the adult Iceman about why he had never come out, and he finally admitted to himself and to others that he was gay and chose to live his life as a gay man from then on, though he was, of course, initially angry with Jean for having outed him. After making peace with Cyclops, Jean decided to try dating Beast, even though she chose to step away from the X-Men for a time. The X-Men soon went to war with the Inhumans, who are human products of alien science and who need Terrigen Mists, which they consider sacred. The Terrigen Mists are able to give each Inhuman their own powers, but they were also killing mutants. Before the conflict ended, the adult Cyclops was killed in battle after being exposed to Terrigen, meaning that teen Cyclops had to see his older self die. Now the teenage versions of Angel, Iceman, Cyclops, and Beast formed a new team with X-23, who was now using the codename Wolverine, Oya, the ice and fire-controlling Idye Okonkwo, Genesis, the young clone of the villain Apocalypse, and Pickles, a small teleporting blue demon version of Nightcrawler, and they dedicated themselves to aiding civilians around the country. This team faced a number of threats, including a group of mutants called the Ghosts of Cyclops, who sought to honor the military accomplishments of the now-dead adult Cyclops. They also fought a giant crab monster, the Blob, the Toad, who horribly beat Cyclops, leaving him in a coma and later in a wheelchair for months, and the Goblin Queen, the evil clone of Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor, that Cyclops had once married and who now commanded demons. During these adventures, Cyclops worked hard to reclaim the heroism behind his own name, 
as public opinion over the adult Cyclops was so divided. Iceman learned how to flirt with guys and love himself. Angel grew concerned over Wolverine, his girlfriend, when she seemingly put herself in danger over and over again. And he eventually ended their relationship because of it. Wanting to change his own life course, Beast sought out Doctor Strange and wanted to learn how to manipulate magic, and he was given an artifact called the Third Eye of Horus, which would allow him to see magical constructs and to travel to other times and dimensions. Beast would later use the Orb of Zarjul to change himself, at times, into a blue demonic beast version to increase his own power in battle. Beast also started studying time machines and their capabilities, and he took an accidental time travel adventure to ancient Egypt alongside Genesis, where they met the young Apocalypse there, and Beast was tortured for a time by the sorcerer Baal before he returned to the present. Iceman went to his first gay club and his first pride event, and he soon started dating a young inhuman with emotion-manipulating powers named Romeo. Cyclops discovered that Emma Frost had ruined the reputation of the adult Cyclops on purpose when he had died, in order to further her war against the Inhumans who she wanted revenge against, and then he helped expose her to clear his own name. Using a combination of magic and science, Teen Beast took the original X-Men back to the past in an attempt to correct the timeline. They bypassed the time barrier, but found another team of original X-Men there battling Eunice the Untouchable, and Beast presumed that the timeline had split somehow, creating copies of them displaced in time while leaving the original versions of them in the past. Now pause that for just a minute and remember, there are not two versions of the X-Men, but at this time they thought there was. Given no choice, the team returned to the present once again. For a time, Jean tried leaving the X-Men, and after ending her relationship with the Beast, she enrolled in college and even dated a boy briefly, but she ended it when he proved to be prejudicial against mutants. Jean was soon recruited to another team of X-Men led by Storm, which included several members, including the adult Iceman and an old man Wolverine from a different dimension that she grew close with. The X-Men, afraid of the Terrigen mists still, had put a new base in the demonic realm of Limbo. Jean aided this team against the Limbo demons, Mr. Sinister, the man who had cloned her, and his team of the Marauders, as well as a mutant, inhuman hybrid clone that contained the DNA of Cyclops and looked like him. After designing her own costume, a new one, Jean helped telepathically rescue Nightcrawler from his own psychological traumas, then the team went on to fight Sugar Man, which involved a different trip to another far future to fight the future version of Apocalypse and his four horsemen. And during this time, Jean used her powers to separate Old Man Logan from a Venom symbiote that had bonded to him. After handling the demons summoned by the mutant Sapna, who'd been possessed by the entity the World Eater, Jean's team then entered another conflict with the Inhumans, though this time the threat of the Terrigen Mists was permanently ended. The X-Men moved their base back to New York. Jean Grey traveled to Japan where she defeated the powerful Wrecking Crew single-handedly before she sensed that the Phoenix Force was coming to Earth to try to claim her. 
Jean began seeking out advice from adults, including former hosts of the Phoenix, so that she could perhaps learn how to avoid or control the Phoenix if it were to possess her. During these adventures, she fought the Reavers with Hope Summers, Kid Omega, Colossus, Rachel Summers, and Magic. She sought out Thor in Asgard. She fought vampires and ninjas with Psylocke. Seeking to become stronger with every battle, Jean asked Doctor Strange to examine her mental connections to the Phoenix, and she confronted an entity in her mind that turned out to be the astral projection of her adult self, the same Jean Grey who had once been corrupted and killed by the Phoenix. And this ghost of the older Jean started following her around for a time. On how to maintain control of powerful forces within her, Jean was pulled a few years back into the past by the Phoenix Force, where she then met her still-living adult self, the one who had the Phoenix Force powers still, and they ended up traveling into space in that past and fighting Galactus and Terax the Tamer to save a planet of innocence. Then Jean had to face the decision of whether or not to reveal to her own adult self what her fate would be. She chose not to, and was soon commended by the Watcher, then returned to the present, or future. Teen Jean kept interacting with the X-Men for support, but the Phoenix Force soon consumed her, considering her a threat, and she was dead. The Phoenix Force kept Teen Jean in the White Hot Room, an alien space where it kept its hosts. Although it resurrected the adult Jean, and later Teen Jean convinced the Phoenix to restore her to life as well, so she now existed in a world where her adult self was alive once again, and they became friends. Underneath the leadership of Magneto, the five original X-Men reunited to create yet another new team, this one called X-Men Blue, and they went on a series of adventures where they faced the threats of Black Tom Cassidy and the Juggernaut, who Beast banished to another dimension with magic. After meeting the new mutant Belen, X-Men Blue faced the threat of Bastion, who had bizarrely reprogrammed Sentinels to save mutants in an effort to preserve the mutant race so that he would later have something to conquer. X-Men Blue brought in new members, including Danger, the sentient form of the, the X-Men's Danger Room, which they had trained in back in the past, Polaris, the daughter of Magneto, Bloodstorm, a vampire storm from another reality, and Jimmy Hudson, the son of Wolverine that they had met in the other universe, and who Jean sometimes flirted with. And they faced the threat of another new team of marauders from that same dimension. Iceman figured out how to bulk up to a super strong ice monster form, and the full team soon received some ninja training from the mutant rebels of Madripoor, the Rockshaw. When Hydra took over the country, many mutants formed a new nation that they called New Tian. It was brief, but they briefly sparred with this X-Men Blue team, considering them rebels. Soon Hydra was defeated, and things went back to normal in America. X-Men Blue faced the threat of the Goblin Queen, Madeline Pryor, who briefly took control of the magic Blue Beast, as well as her own demonic team of Hexmen, a group of demon X-Men from yet another reality. At the end of this fight, Beast vowed to give up practicing magic. The team then faced Miss Sinister, the female clone of Mr. Sinister, as she began genetically manipulating other mutants, including the Blob. And then they joined with the X-Men Gold team, yet another new team, to fight Mojo when he tried taking over the Earth. When the space-time continuum seemed to be collapsing around the X-Men, they realized that they badly needed to return to the past or all of reality would be threatened. 
In a series of bizarre adventures, they faced the X-Men from 2099, an alternate reality version of Generation X, and then they returned to the past where they found the original X-Men that they had thought were duplicates of them, but they turned out to be the future Brotherhood of Evil Mutants who had traveled back in time and were posing as the original X-Men in an attempt to rewrite all of reality under their control, which they did beginning with the murder of Magneto and the original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. The original X-Men realized that they hadn't been duplicated after all, in the end, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants from the future were defeated and sent back into the time stream where the future Magneto seemingly killed them. The five X-Men returned to the present knowing that the time stream had been irrevocably damaged and that they would have to go back in the past in order to restore reality, but they felt they had to wait until just the right moment. That original team of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants being killed was never quite explained, but we do see them alive in the past again. When Corsair and the Starjammers were attacked by the alien poisons, the original X-Men recruited Venom, Eddie Brock, to join them in space to save them. They soon discovered that the poisons were a race of parasitic aliens who could infect hosts with symbiotes and then take over those symbiote forms, which would then kill the original host. After Cyclops was badly wounded in battle, the five X-Men each bonded with their own symbiotes, becoming versions of Venom with their own powers enhanced by the symbiote, before they rescued the Starjammers. But then, Jean Grey was taken over by one of the poisons, which consumed her form completely, and Jean was dead. The X-Men were stranded in space for a time, and they soon joined the war against the poisons, defeating them. In the end, Jean was somehow able to psychically free herself from the poisons, and though her body was dead, she was able to telekinetically piece her body back together with, and I quote, stray genetic material that she found. Now in a new body completely, one that she had built herself, but still with her mutant powers, Jean returned to Earth with the team. Back on Earth, the X-Men helped Jimmy Hudson escape from a poison by fighting Dawkin, the son of Wolverine. Then the team got involved in a conflict between Magneto and Emma Frost, who had different ideas about the futures of mutants. Teen Jean met with her adult self, telling her that she'd finally realized that they needed to go home to the past, but she admitted she was grieving because it felt like surrendering to death, giving up everything that she had become now. Teen Beast met with Adult Beast, who finally apologized for having brought him to the present in the first place. Adult Beast stated that sometimes he didn't think things through, how his choices might affect others didn't occur to him, and Teen Beast realized that asking Iceman to go back in time and erase his memories of coming out somehow seemed to be the cruelest thing of all. Teen Iceman, meanwhile, met with his adult self and told him that Romeo had ghosted him. He knew he had to give up his memories to save reality, but that didn't make losing himself, going back into the closet, any easier. Teen Warren met with Adult Angel, and learned that he'd become a leader to his own group of mutants called the Sleepers. And Teen Cyclops visited the grave of his adult self. Before heading home, the original X-Men decided to tie up all the loose ends. They battled Mojo and the X-Babies, which included baby versions of many of them, bid farewell to the Starjammers, aided the Rockshaw against drug dealers in Madripoor, where Beast bid farewell to a mutant named Gazing Nightshade that he'd flirted with, and said goodbye to the X-Men, including Kitty Pride and Pickles. Cyclops and Jean gave each other one big goodbye kiss. Then they prepared to address how to change their powers and memories 
before going back in time. But just then they got news that Magneto and his new brotherhood were making an attack, so they rushed off for one more fight. The team spent time after that, determined to learn how to go back to the past safely. Cyclops took Bloodstorm, the vampire Storm, out on a date, but they were attacked by Ahab, a mutant hunter from yet another future, and his hounds, and Bloodstorm was killed in front of Cyclops. Cable grabbed the teen Iceman and attempted to protect him from Ahab, but a younger version of Cable traveled back in time and then murdered his older self, who he blamed for messing up the time continuum by not forcing the X-Men to go back into the past in the first place. The teen Cable then placed Iceman in stasis briefly, and soon captured Angel as well. Ahab attacked again, revealing that new mutants Maxime and Manon from another future were his agents. These were mutant twins who could rewrite the memories and emotions of others, giving them new purposes and identities, and they're important in just a moment. Ahab began turning some of the X-Men into his own hounds using the twins, making them fight their teammates. As the X-Men realized that Ahab had the goal of killing just one of them, which would then undo all of reality, they allied themselves with Teen Cable. Cable explained that he was trying to save the entire space-time continuum and that he needed to send the original X-Men back in time to do so. He used technology to remove Angel's Black Vortex-granted flame wings, and then he grafted onto Angel the wings of Mimic an X-Men ally who they would later meet in the past again, and who could adapt the powers of others and thus had grown angel wings himself, thus giving angel feathered wings back, though not his own. Before Ahab was defeated, Mimic seemingly sacrificed his own life in battle. A chaotic battle raged, but Cable convinced the original five X-Men that it was now or never. There would always be a reason to not go back, and they needed to do so now. The original X-Men finally, finally agreed, so Cable took them to a near future where Manon and Maxime were still young mutant kids before they had been corrupted by Ahab. There, the twins used their emotion and memory-altering powers to restore the original X-Men's memories to, to the way that they had been before they existed in the time travel adventures at all. They also programmed the original X-Men's memories to restore at the moment when the time loop would close. The original X-Men were taken by Cable back to their original timeline right at that moment in X-Men number 8 where Beast quit the team. And at that moment in the far future, the original X-Men, who were now adults, gained full memories of everything that they had been through in teens, closing the loop as they got all of the memories back that Manon and Maxime had taken away. In the past, in the comics we're going to be reviewing soon, the X-Men went about their original adventures, first fighting Eunice the Untouchable, which we just reviewed last week, and they had been forever and irrevocably altered without even knowing it. Now, Stanley and Jack Kirby obviously didn't intend for this story to happen in this way, but consider the changes as we add this retroactive continuity. Cyclops had met his alive father, had learned that his future self had murdered Professor X, and had then watched his future self die. He'd been killed and reanimated himself, and he'd been wounded badly enough to be in a wheelchair for months. Jean had developed new power sets, had confronted the abject trauma of the life of her adult self, had been killed and reanimated by the Phoenix Force, and then had been killed by the poisons before rebuilding her own body telekinetically. Iceman had been outed and learned how to love himself as a gay male. He'd found a boyfriend and met future versions of himself and his parents, and then had gone back into the closet. 
Beast had seen his corrupt future self, whose life he'd saved, and met other corrupt versions of himself. Then he'd turned to wielding magic, transforming himself into a blue demon man for a time. And Angel had had a serious girlfriend, Wolverine, before having his wings changed to cosmic flame, only to have them removed, and the wings of Mimic grafted onto him instead. And all of them had seen multiple futures and met several variants of themselves as they'd each gotten better at controlling their powers. They'd faced threats that they hadn't even faced in the past yet, like Juggernaut and the Sentinels. All this, plus the knowledge of their adventures in the future, had been entirely removed. It's impossible to know what kind of trauma that would have on the human brain. So now, listeners, you get to carry the summary of a few hundred comic books with you because I did all the research and presented it to you here in one place. There's a lot of great comics. It's baffling. And frankly, we can't let our minds get too warped by all this. We won't bring these adventures up much as we continue, but you can just let this knowledge settle into the back of your brain somewhere where you don't let things get too complicated. Frankly, this is the only way to be a fan of the X-Men. Time travel, alternate timelines, clones, miraculous resurrections, children from alternate futures, insanely complicated storylines that frankly don't make a lot of sense when you stack them up. From all of that, we choose to latch on to these characters that we love and we keep them alive in our hearts because though the stories that take the focus of action and adventure and drama as we read them, we remember that the X-Men give us a home, a place that we feel safe, that we love to be, to nerd out and to be ourselves. I hope you enjoyed this insane special episode. I thought it would take me a few hours to prepare, but it took me days and days to reread all of those comics and summarize them. And I didn't even cover all of the adventures, frankly. We do look forward to seeing you back here next Tuesday uh, for our review of X-Men number nine called Enter the Avengers. And we'll have guest host Heather as normal, as well as Dylan and Regina from the amazing House of X podcast. We have big things coming up, including video versions of the podcast. We can't wait to share with you. Thanks for coming along for the ride, and we'll see you back here next time on Grey Malkin Lane.